Welcome back to episode two of the Axel Money podcast. I'm here again with the lovely Miss Kate Milani. It took a while to get both of us in the same room to have a few minutes for you to do this. We've been trying to do episode two for like two weeks now. We apologize for the wait. We actually did do almost the entire episode once already, and my computer crashed when we were almost finished the show, and I lost everything. And that was the first time my computer ever crashed like that, so it was unprecedented. So it'll be a, a short podcast this time. I just want to talk about a few things. First and foremost, I want to boast after trying for five, ten years or however long, mm-hmm. my credit score finally hit 800 on the dot. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That is such a big milestone considering not a lot of people actually. It's very difficult to reach mm-hmm. that number. It was at 796 for a few months, then it went down a bit, then back to 796, and I was waiting for it, and then I got an email saying uh, one of my hard inquiries was about to expire, because after two years or something, it expires. So one of them was going to expire, and I checked my account, and it was 800. Um, so I'm excited. Hopefully it'll keep 800 and keep going up, and you're almost there, which is incredible. Um, well, maybe we'll do a whole episode on, on credit and how to get a credit score, you know, how to get the best score possible. Um, we'll, we'll do an episode on that sometime. So the next thing I wanted to discuss is that, oh, while I'm boasting, my uh, personal taxable investment account with Robinhood hit $10,000. This is like a week or two ago, right? Yes. So this is a while ago already, but it's it was after the last. Too. It yeah, was it was a very big moment. Yeah, so I was super excited with that. Um, and what put it over the top of 10000 was just growth, just one day. I didn't like make a deposit. But it, was, it was growth. But out of that $10,000, how much was your initial investment yeah. on stocks? My initial principal investments around eight thousand, so I'm up around two thousand. So I'm up a little over twenty percent. I think twenty percent over the past few years. That's a very good number. Yep. So twenty percent over a few years is pretty good, I, I think. Um, and yeah, you know, it's slow we're, conservative growth and dividends. Were most of it acquired um, over the past few months? Because, or it was mostly just like the general, um, like all throughout the years and the accumulation. Well, my account was was not near 10,000 um, even a year ago. It was over the past few months I put in a lot of investments. I invested a few thousand dollars this year. So the bulk of that 10,000 was was this year working very hard, investing, saving and investing more and spending less. Mm-hmm. So this year I've been the most aggressive, if that's what you're asking. That's true. Okay. Um, and then the other updates I wanted to give to you guys was the Federal Reserve. What exactly is the Federal Reserve overnight interest rate now? It was it's down like point. Two five technically, Something I think like it's, it's a quarter of a percent, I believe, but it, I think it's a little more complicated. And since they keep bringing rates down and they're so low, that affects the rest of the market because of competition, and a few others, uh, Ally, Credit Karma, a few other online, historically great savings accounts have decreased rates even further since the last episode. Ally went down from one to point eight, right? That Ally online bank Over with the their past great savings. Month, yes. Yeah. But before that, it was generally. Yeah, higher. it was always three. It was always yeah. three, or even higher. You said it used to be higher than three. It used to be higher than three. Okay, I thought it was always three, which is incredible, incredible interest rate. Uh, with interest rates that good in the savings account, you don't even need to you know go into the market and invest in risk because this is no risk savings account. But they dropped to one, and now they dropped to point eight. Credit card dropped from like five point two to. Uh, or 0.52 to like 0.44, so now it's less than a half percent. So again, the Federal Reserve is doing this, and this is all on purpose because they. I think we said in the last episode, right? The the lower the interest rates are in savings accounts, the more likely people are going to be 
instead of saving, because the savings accounts interest rates suck, they're more likely to spend in both the uh, consumer market by buying things and going out to eat, although that's illegal now too. Um, so buying things and food, which is good for the economy, they call it stimulating the economy if you're a Keynesian, and um, also invest in the stock market because people want to do something with their savings and not let it just sit and be affected by inflation. They want it to, to grow. So the lower the interest rates are, the more likely people are to invest in the market. And that's why the market is doing so well now. That's what I think in general. Any other thoughts about those things? It's pretty much um, So those, those were the things I wanted to talk about today. And what we tried to talk about in the original episode of uh, episode two, the first take we did that got screwed over, was um, marriage and, and overall um, average incomes for men and women and married men and women. And, and there was some article that came across my timeline right before we filmed the episode two last time about how married men make a lot more than single men or than married women or, or single women. And that was interesting. We discussed a little bit. It was a great discussion. Um, the first time around we did it, we could try to have the same discussion again, uh, but we already had it now. But pretty much what I think we both agreed on is that, you know, we debated for a minute or discussed whether it was the cause or the effect of getting married. Um, does getting married make you so much happier and more productive that you make more money? Or does getting married mean you probably have, or more likely to have kids, meaning you have to make more money to feed your wife and kids? And to make up for the fact that your wife is more likely to be at home with kids and you're more likely to work, so you have to make more money? Um, or the other way around is that the effect of you know, people that show the statistics of how people who make more money are more likely to find a mate and get married because they are the higher earners and they're more attractive to a potential spouse. So those, those are the two ways of looking at the, those figures. Agreed? Yes. You agree with everything I said? I do. All right, great, great. There was, I forgot what other thing you said before. There was like a third thing that I forgot. I don't know. I think that was pretty much the discussion mm-hmm. um, about whether, you know, if you make more money, you're, you are more attractive in the dating field, um, the more money you make. So those who make more money, the higher earners, are just more likely to get married. But also, um, if you do get married, you know, you're more likely you're going to have to work harder because you're going to have to uh, maybe pay for a house and a wife and kids. You're going to be working more hours and working harder for promotions and all that. And taking bigger risks and, and you know all of those factors the other thing i wanted to talk about we spoke about college a little bit i think and you know a link to the article of why i didn't go to college and, and it's working out you know fine for us um and then the other thing i wanted to talk about and i was debating doing this actually on my own without you and i don't like doing it without you i think you especially on video add to the the show and you're the one who makes the show great because all the people who tune in are tuning in you know for you so I, but I was debating doing it alone and talking about uh, just being efficient with your time, just time management and time efficiency and not wasting too much time, just using all your time as efficiently as possible and multitasking and all that. And I was going to do it, um, you know, somewhat ironically even, while driving to or from work because on weekends, during the week I train and during weekends I work, like the whole weekend. So I don't have a lot of time to sit down at the computer and film and all this. I know this is better quality with the microphone and everything. But I was debating doing it with my phone while driving just to prove about, you know, how efficient we have to be with our time. So I was going, I was going to, I was thinking about it, but I was 
too busy and tired between work and I had phone calls to make, driving to and from work and other places the last few days. So I didn't get a chance to do episode two. I was going to do it without you. Um, yeah, so on the topic of time efficiency, do you have anything you want to say about it? Or time management? Because time is money. So that's why, you know, I know it's a money show, but... It definitely is, yeah. You know, over the past couple of months, especially with a lot of people staying at home with quarantine and all that, you know, most people had a lot of free time. And there's a big pressure to actually be, um, what do you call that? Be productive. And I think it's a great time to actually, I mean, a lot of people started watching like series that they haven't caught up to and that's good and everything, but it, it's also a good time to like, you know, learn a new language, learn other skills, um, things that will be, I don't know, something, beneficial in the long run um so over the course of like past few months i was working on an it certification and he was learning like two other languages and busy with other things while we were both working because we were very fortunate enough to keep on working while during this pandemic um that's a good point during the quarantine a lot of people might have been off work and off school and had a lot of downtime. And I'm sure that a lot of people squandered that time and watched, you know, TV and caught up on Netflix. I'm sure a lot of people took advantage of that time at home to do things like getting at home studies, working from home if they have that opportunity to work on a computer, or right. learning other skills. Mastering a skill that you know, but, you know, you just want to get better at, or... Um maybe doing more cooking because that's something you've always wanted those small things mm -hmm. and it's okay to you know lounge around and relax because everyone needs to have a time off but i think it's also so much better to while you have those down times like be productive on times that like um be productive for most of it i would say yeah but in general being productive and like time management, yeah, it all it all boils down it's to that. the most important thing. Yep. Maybe, so I'm a morning person and you're more of a night person. Yeah. So I try to wake up like around 7 or 8 a.m. most of the time because I feel like I'm more productive mm -hmm. in the morning and um, there's less things that I'm... I know I don't feel that exhausted in the morning whereas he has more energy at night so it's also but even for me in the morning when I do and it's rare but because of work and it's weird the schedule but when I do wake up at, at seven or eight and I happen to start my day like the one time Ryan dragged me to the gym and he said if you want to lift with me I start lifting at like 6 a.m. before work and one day I went to the gym with him and I started my day at six by seven or eight or nine and already you know uh, eaten and worked out and showered I felt phenomenal, energetic, and I felt productive and happy and optimistic because I got my day off on the right foot. So am I a morning person? I don't know, yes or no. I, I'm, I'm awake late at night and I'm productive at night too, but, and I don't love waking up in the morning, but when I do, I feel great. If I can get out of bed and get my feet on the floor and start doing one task and get some momentum by becoming confident because I accomplished one task in the morning, I get so much momentum and I'm good to go for the day. Mm -hmm. And now it happens to be that I train in the afternoons and evenings, so... It's all kind of centered around that. But back when I was doing uh, football, at least on weekends, we played, our game was on Saturday. Mm -hmm. 
So Sunday we were pretty off, but Saturday was our game day, and, and I think most games started in the morning. I would wake up very early. I would be there early, an hour before they even opened the gate to start with the warm-ups. And I, I was already fully warm for an hour before our, uh-huh. our team did the warm-ups. And our team went, I went through the warm-ups again with our team. Very but I did my own warm-up. Yeah, so I was the first on the field, and I think in the gym now, I'm the first in the gym. It's usually locked when I arrive. So, you know, that's also about time management. But yeah, when I wake up early, so even though I'm not a morning person, this applies to almost everyone. That's what I'm saying. If you can wake up early and get your day started and get some momentum, your day is going to be phenomenally productive because mm-hmm. you just start off on the right foot. And I think, like, most people are guilty of this. I am very guilty of this one, um, using, spending too much time on social media. I think um, it's, it's like a habit every morning for me when I wake up. Mm-hmm. I check my phone. Even if it's going to work, I check it for 10, 15 minutes at bed before actually getting up. And my day's off. Um, even though I wake up at 7, I would literally get off the bed at 8. Because I was on my phone, and then mm. you realize that's just like an hour of my totally time. Totally wasted time. Wasted time. I could have eaten, cleaned the dishes. Practiced just... 10 minutes of piano, 10 minutes of Spanish, yeah. read a book. <laughs> read a book. So those, those yeah. things, and like, as you said, time is money. I could have used that towards something more productive or, you know, just relaxed myself and prepared myself better for, you know. And, and you make it seem like it's two different things. Things can be relaxing and productive. I feel very relaxed when I'm playing piano. That's productive in a sense because I'm building mm-hmm. a great skill. That's awesome, right? So there are plenty of things that are both relaxing and enjoyable and totally productive and not a waste of time. I think nothing's a waste of time. The only thing that's a waste of time in general is, is video games, TV, social media. Those are generally wastes of time mm-hmm. depending on the context. If you're you know, reading a book, Maybe in some other context, people would consider that a waste of time, but I think that's productive for a lot I don't of reasons. I think so, yeah. Because relaxing, for me, reading is relaxing. And it also takes my, for extended period of time looking in a computer, um, I get headaches more than like three hours or four hours. So I try to stay off my phone most of the time if I, if I can, or wear like um, blue light mm-hmm. filters. But reading, like just reading something organically, not on a screen, is relaxing for my eyes. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about time management I want to talk about is there are a lot of times that, like driving an hour to work, sometimes I'll drive you know, 10, 20 minutes, sometimes it's, it's 45 minutes or an hour to work. Mm-hmm. That's a, a lot of time to either do nothing or relax, listen to music, which is fine, or listen to a podcast, or again, music in the language that you're learning, like Spanish. And there's music in almost every language. If you're learning a language, put on some music, put on some podcasts. If you're following politics or learning about medicine or some other kinds of podcasts, or the Liberty Block podcast, or the, the Axel Money podcast, either one, put on the podcast. You know, if it's too slow for you, put it on 1.25 or 1.5 speed. And on the way to work, driving an hour, you can get an hour and a half of a podcast into your brain, which could be extremely productive. There are an hour and a half, you know, an hour each way to work. So there's plenty productive you could do. And even just on your radio, on FM or AM or XM, there's, there's Spanish stations. That's learning a language. That's productive. There's you know, political or educational stations or doctor radio, which is medical education. So there's, there's so much time to do productive things. Or use your car time, and I know a lot of people do this, use your car time to make your phone calls. I try to do it, unless I need to be on my computer to look at documents. I do a lot of the phone calls in the car. Even a 5, 10, 20 minute ride, I'll 
get a lot of phone calls done while in the car as well. So, and then when I get home, I can get on the computer and do the most important work. That's actually a good tip for people. Do you, what, what do you normally do when you drive, long drives or drive to work? So long drives, I tend to just listen to music. Um, I also call a bunch of people from time to time. Um, lately, I've been trying to like read audiobooks. Yeah, audiobooks, audiobooks yeah, like podcasts. Um, yeah, and since before, I'm like, at times I'm cheap, so I'm like, I'm not going to pay for a subscription. Uh, YouTube has a lot yeah. of audiobooks. So I, I, that's what I did. I had the YouTube on. <laughs> on the whole, it's probably, I just probably paid more. I have unlimited um, data, technically. So it's like, yeah, let me just play YouTube. Yeah. Um, and YouTube audio. has everything. And I'll do that in the car sometimes too. Yeah. I'll put on a video to uh, refresh myself on chemistry, pharmacology, mm -hmm. something medical. And it, the good thing about it is that sometimes, because the ones that I use for audiobooks are the ones that are mostly um, nonfiction, because those are those are the things that are really difficult to digest and read off by yourself, an actual book. So personally, I prefer like nonfictional, like I don't know. Um, I started, I read finally the, um, what do you call that? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Great. And if it wasn't an audiobook, I honestly would have like taken a while to read that. I probably would have finished it regardless, but it would be a little more difficult. But since I was stuck in a car for four hours and like I was listening, mm -hmm. I didn't finish it all in one. Um, I, I think I only listened to it for an hour and a half. And then I played music the, the rest of the time. But it was still a good break because yep. it also keeps you like on top of your game. I'm like, yeah, your focus. <laughs> yeah, your focus. So, yeah, I try listening to those kinds of things when I do these kinds of long drives, especially going down to New York when I visit my parents. Yeah, you have 24 hours in the day. So there's a lot of time even to relax for an hour or two. And if you're going to relax, you can do video games or TV, but those rot your brain and are unhealthy and they make you frustrated anyway. At least for video games, I get frustrated when I play. Um, but what I would suggest is is either relax with mm -hmm. an instrument or a book or even meditate. If I were smart, I would meditate for an hour a day. Ooh, I bet I would be happier and more relaxed. But my blood pressure would be a lot lower if I did. So that's another way to relax and you know still be productive, still relax, mm -hmm. and not do something unhealthy. And being productive is also like spending time with friends and family because it's well, time well spent, you know. With other people can also like hone your happiness you're oh, of course, like, of course. and therefore you will the happier you are the more productive you will be the more fulfilling it is to do something more productive in my opinion not a psychologist but these things make me happy personally so yeah yeah is there anything else we have to discuss mm. i think that time management thing just kind of like went off to a different tangent I get this back up. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's good. It looks like this video screwed up for a little bit. This video is okay on the backup, but this one I think turned off at a point, but I turned it back on. So we'll see. Oh, Hopefully awesome. the audio and the video are decent, but we apologize for technical issues that this uh, camera keeps screwing us over. But we'll get it right eventually, maybe. One day. Good. Um, can we try to do episode three at some point in the next week or two together? Uh, definitely. Do you like the podcast? And me enough to keep doing it. Though. I don't know. I'll think. I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, leave the comments on the podcast and video on the website with your thoughts. We'd love to hear feedback. And we hope to be back on the Axel Money Podcast for Episode 3 within the next week. Thank you very much, and have a great night.